0: a dense dark wood, a dead scoutmaster,
1: a pair of spooky twin funeral directors. This week, we return to the tiny island of Piffling for an episode of Wooden Overcoats, season three, right here on Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. We're your guest hosts, Eli McElveen and Sean
0: Howard, and we're filling in for David Reinstrom because he's off getting married. Woo! This week, we've got an episode from the latest season of Wooden Overcoats. Let me tell you, you are going to love this if for some reason you haven't heard it. It is an amazing sitcom about rival undertakers in a tiny village in the English
1: Channel. If you haven't heard the show before, here's all you need to know. Rudyard and Antigone Fun are brother and sister and run probably the worst funeral home on the planet, along with their assistant Georgie. And the three of them share a deep, deep loathing for their charming and much more successful competitor, Eric Chapman. We should also mention that the
0: narrator of the show is a mouse. She's named Madeline, and she spends her time documenting their misadventures. So without further ado, this is Wooden Overcoats Season 3, Episode 3 Rudyard Takes a Hike.
2: Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. It used to be the only one, it isn't anymore. Rudyard's a fairly conservative man who shies away from excitement. But to rectify his past mistakes, he must face the great outdoors.
3: Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes. Season 3, Episode 3. Rudyard Takes a Hike, by Rosie Fletcher. The
2: island of Piffling isn't much fun for children. It's rarely much fun for anyone else, either. But at least a grown-up won't get enrolled in the Piffling Scouts, where children face ten-mile rambles around and around the village square, the untimely death of scout leader Drudgery Bunce has cheered them all up, however. And Fun Funerals has been left with the body.
4: Right, everyone, I want a good, clean funeral tomorrow. In, out, and home again before anyone complains about me.
5: And take it how's the patient? Ready to go and wearing his uniform. Are you sure we can't spare a coughing cell?
4: He didn't want one, Georgie. If a client wants to be cremated in a sleeping bag, then Fun Funerals won't say
5: no. Because
6: it's cheaper. That's right. Any questions? Yes. Do we have a bigger sleeping bag for the body? Why? One of his feet is sticking out. Eh,
4: no, that'll probably do.
6: Probably do? Is that what we're aiming for? Probably do? (sighs) He walked into that one. Would you like the bespoke funeral package, madam? No, just throw my husband down the well. It'll probably do.
4: In this case, it probably would. He was hardly beloved. He liked shouting at small children and playing with strings. So do you. Yes. So if he's as unpopular as I am, then no one will show up, and it won't matter what we do. Right, six o'clock, and we are closed. Ah. Antigone, go and get some boiling water. Do it yourself. It's your turn. And you've clearly made yourself a hot chocolate already. Look. Don't drink that. Why, because you don't want to share?
6: No, because it's the contents of the scout leader's stomach.
4: So the little marshmallows... The last
6: thing he ate before he died, yes.
5: How did he die, anyway? A tent peg through the foot. That doesn't sound fair at all. It isn't, but he treated it with his only
6: scouting knowledge. What was that? Waiting until he got gangrene and dying.
4: (sighs) He was always doing things like that old bunts. How do you know him? You may not believe it, but I used to be in the Scouts myself for a few months. I decided it wasn't for me. So
5: that was because kick you out.
4: Actually, I made the choice
6: to leave. Because they were going to kick you
5: out. For what
4: a few months they were. The structure,
5: the scheduling. Yes, yes, yes.
4: Roll
6: call, stick whittling,
4: a sleeve full of badges. What
6: sleeve full of badges? All right,
4: a sleeve full of badge. Half a badge.
6: Some of us never got to enjoy it even briefly.
4: You were diagnosed with an allergy to other children. That's not my fault.
6: Not your fault. You
5: testified to a doctor.
4: And I'd do it again.
5: Hey, I'm running late. The mayor told me to supervise the scouts until they elect a new scout leader. You're not going for the job, are you? Nah. You think it's all going outside and teaching children new skills, but there's a lot of slow and tedious happening. Mmm,
4: it doesn't get better than that.
5: Sure. See you both tomorrow.
4: No, those really were the days, Antigone. No,
6: they weren't. They were awful. Well,
4: you hated the other kids because none of them wanted to talk about funerals or death or how you'd spent the weekend embalming their gran.
6: Well, you got the two of us lost in Pippin Woods overnight simply so you could get an outdoorsman badge, which you didn't even earn.
4: I would have earned it if they hadn't kicked me out. Ah,
6: wah! I thought you said... That.
4: I know what I said! I always told myself I'd do it again one day. Once Scout Leader Bunce was out of the way, I'd go back... Do it properly. Show them how it's done.
6: Take your revenge. Take my revenge, yes. Well, you'll have to wait for his replacement to retire now. Yes. Or will I? Yes. Or will I? The emphasis won't make it any different. Antigone,
4: change of plan. How do you feel about a bespoke funeral for Scout Leader Bunt?
6: Dreadful. Good.
4: Bring the sleeping bag. I've had an idea. (coughs)
2: Whilst Rudyard put his plan into action, Georgie arrived at the Piffling Scout Hut to find her least favourite person paying a visit, Eric Chapman.
6: I said, and
5: down! Douglas, stop shoving! Cal, I can see you in that corner. Come and stand with everyone else.
3: Right, you know, a boisterous bunch.
5: Nothing I can't handle. I said, stop shoving! I like shoving. Shut up. OK. As you know, Scout Leader Bunce has a... How do I put this for you lot?
3: He's no longer with us. Yeah, he
5: snuffed it. So, Mr Chapman from the council here has come to help you out this evening.
3: Hello, everyone. Hello, Mr. Please call me Eric. You may know me for my work at Chapman's, the funeral home.
6: The one with the water slide.
3: That's the one. I also work on the council, looking after cultural stuff like the Morris dancing group, the Morris Minor group, the Maurice Chevalier Order of Knights, and of course the Pipling Scouts.
2: Can we burn something now? Yeah,
3: uh, not yet. Now it's going to be very difficult to find someone who can replace Scout Leader Bunts, mainly because no one's put themselves forward. What? Nobody. Well, there was old Fireside Phil, but I thought he'd set a bad example. Because
5: he's an arsness. Yes,
3: and his application came in late. But there's no need to worry, kids, because I would be absolutely delighted to take over as the leader of the Piffling Scouts. Oh,
5: come on. Without a
3: scout leader, this group will have to close. All these kids will be left with nothing to do.
6: No, I do clarinet lessons. Gymnastics, drinking.
3: And I've got all sorts of ideas. What about knots, eh?
6: What about them?
3: See? Lots to learn. Then there's lashing wood together to make a stretcher for an injured badger and learning the scouting promise in Latin. It's all in the programme.
6: What about going up hills or jumping over things? And setting things on fire.
3: Oh, well, I don't think that's...
6: First I Phil should have got the job. Yeah, Dad was robbed.
3: Georgie, they don't seem interested in the scouting programme. Yeah. What do they like, then?
5: They're quite into running about and shoving.
3: Is that part of the scouting programme?
5: Yeah, Eric. They're all on track to learn their shoving bats this term.
3: That's a joke, isn't it? You decide. Okay, guys. Well, how about we start? Stop right there, Chapman.
4: Evening, Rudyard. Rudyard. Greetings, Georgie. Greetings, young people. I do hope I'm not interrupting your meeting. You know you are. And I couldn't be happier. You're swooping in to steal a dead man's job before he's even in my ground. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, right, young people?
1: Um...
3: Oh, well, when you put it like that, I suppose it is a little bit soon. I'm sorry, everyone.
6: Aww. I don't want to John Paul for something.
3: I should at least have waited till after the funeral. Uh, when is it, by the way?
6: Tonight! And take
3: a What is it?
4: Scout Leader Bunce!
3: Oh, children, oh, uh, cover your eyes. what's oh, out. Oh.
5: Sure. what's the big idea?
4: What yes. better way yes. to send off a beloved scout leader than by having his own scouts do the sending off? I'm not entirely sure you've thought this through. He
6: definitely hasn't. Somebody stop him. Listen here, uh,
4: kids. I'm going to lead you all on a great scouting adventure. Think of all the skills you'll acquire. All the badges you can earn. The fires you can start. Yes! Then join me in a voyage into the unknown, into the depths of the piffling woods. Richard, this sounds really quite dangerous. May one ask, were you ever actually a scout, Chapman?
3: Well, no, but I was in the Army Reserves by the age of 12.
4: Then you wouldn't understand. Come on, kids! I promise you adventure and trees! Are you with me?
6: Yeah! Come on,
3: They've kidnapped my scouts.
5: Nice one, Eric.
2: What? Like the legendary Pied Piper of Piffling, Rudyard led his scouts to the edge of the Piffling woods. Having failed to conquer the woods when he was ten years old, Rudyard returned with both steely determination and an irritated sister.
6: Oh, Rudyard!
4: Oh, I know what you're going to say, Antigone. But I've thought this through to the very last detail.
6: You're going to wire the scouts into making you scout leader by taking them on an intrepid adventure funeral. Yep, that's about it. You can't just use somebody's funeral for your own purposes. I
4: don't see why, it's easy enough. And you're always talking about going the extra mile for our clients.
6: I made the corpse smell of pine trees and squirrels, and I bet you don't care in the slightest.
4: Yeah, what's your point? You
6: only ever listen to me when you can take what I say and ruin it.
4: I can't think of anything more suitable for a dead scout leader than being surrounded by his own scouts in the great outdoors honing their scouting craft. And if I become the new scout leader in the process, then that's just a bonus lovely, shiny bonus
6: called Justice. What Justice? They kicked you out because you weren't any good at it. You only had half a badge in folk dancing. If
4: you round it up, that's a full badge. Now, gather around, kids!
6: No, 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 you're too close. we are
4: Now, look here. We're going to carry out a funeral for your old scout leader and learn survival skills along the way.
5: Sir, are you having a in
4: lamp? We certainly are. It's going to be fun we're all going to earn our woodland funeral badges, aren't we, kids?
5: That's not a thing. That's never been a thing. Rudyard,
3: don't you think you've got a bit carried away? Nope. In fact, for the first time, I feel alive. That's
6: against everything we stand for. But...
3: Usually, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Georgie. I can, and I will. Usually, scout activities have some kind of plan to them and some responsible adults and they don't usually involve setting the previous scout leader on fire. Do you
4: really want to tell these small, recently bereaved scouts that they aren't allowed to pitch into the woods and perform a funeral?
5: Yeah, that's exactly what I want to tell them.
4: Well, you can't. We yeah. haven't got time. The sun's down in two hours and we'll all be back here by then. All except
3: scout leader Bunce, of course. Why don't you let us help? Pippling Woods may be small, but they're incredibly dense.
5: Don't worry. He's got lots of experience with being small and incredibly
6: dense.
4: <laughs> I don't need any help. I can do this myself.
6: No, you can't. At least let me come with you.
4: But you hate this kind of thing.
6: You're right. At least let Georgie come with you.
4: Look... Antigone, Georgie, I spent only three months in the scouts before they threw me out for having a strange name, a proclivity for timetabling and for losing my sister in the woods against all adult advice. This is my big chance to prove they were wrong. It's my second bite at the roasted marshmallow. Just give me two hours. I have to do this alone. Aside from a whole contingent of scouts. Right, kids, grab the sleeping bag and into the woods. We'll show the past what for. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
6: nice one,
5: Eric.
2: (sighs) Rudyard left his sister, his employee, and his sworn enemy behind him. With every step, he grew bolder and happier. His confidence was both. Joyful to behold and entirely misplaced.
4: Oh, this is it. Dappled sunlight. Nature's bounty. The gentle flap of Neckerchief on shirt.
6: Let's have a roll call. We did that before you arrived.
4: Well, now we're doing it again. Gorilla Patrol? Yeah. Baboon Patrol? Yeah. Bassoon Patrol? Excellent, excellent. All present and correct.
6: Mr. Fun, you've forgotten my patrol.
4: Which patrol's that?
6: Calliope patrol.
4: Oh, uh, right. Calliope patrol! Here! Why are you the only one in your patrol? Because she's weird. No, 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 Douglas. That's not fair. I'm sure she has a rational explanation for being weird, don't you?
6: Um, Calliope. Such a strange name.
4: Yeah. No, it isn't. There are lots of children called Rudyard. I mean, Calliope. There are lots of children called Calliope. There aren't, really. Well, there should be. Now, let's divvy up tasks for the evening, shall we? Gorilla Patrol, you're on pallbearer duty. I want to see you all using those shoulders.
6: Oi, what should the rest of us do?
4: What? Oh, yes. Well, uh, the rest of you just scavenge. For what? Oh, you know, berries and... Carrion!
6: Are the berries safe to eat?
4: A badge to the first scout who finds out.
6: Excuse me, Mr Fun?
4: Scout Leader Fun.
6: I have some questions about the funeral.
4: You have? Brilliant. I suppose you want to know how we get the body in the bag in the fire on time.
6: Actually, I'd like to know about the embalming fluids.
4: The embalming fluids?
6: Because I brought this my first embalming kit, but the fluids seem woefully inadequate, and I wanted to know if you had any experience with bespoke embalming fluids.
4: Like scented ones? Yeah,
6: that's it. Also, that mouse in your pocket...
4: Madeline, yes?
6: If it dies, could I have it to practice on? My mum won't let me have pets anymore.
4: Uh, let's talk about that later. Mr Fun? Scout Leader Fun. Where are we doing the funeral? Oh, uh, oh, this place will probably do. You
6: can't just choose a funeral spot because it will probably do. it. It needs more care than that.
4: Do you have an allergy to other children?
6: Yes. I rather like it. Right.
4: Let's skirt round this.
6: Look, where are we actually doing this funeral? Yeah, this corpse is really heavy. Oh, it can't
4: be that bad. I'm ten. On reflection, I say we go straight to the heart of the woods. But there
6: could be ghosts and wolves. And the Piffling witch!
4: (laughs) Not while I'm around, there won't be. Best foot forward. That's the first rule of scouting.
6: Georgie said the first rule was stop shoving, Douglas.
4: Well, Georgie isn't here.
6: Great. Ah!
4: Stop shoving, Douglas. Now, let's get moving. First one to the centre gets to throw the body on the fire.
2: Meanwhile, as Rudyard led his scouts deeper into their heart of darkness, Antigone, Georgie and Eric stood waiting at the edge of the woods, anxious for their return.
5: The sun's almost completely set. He said that five minutes ago. It's even more almost completely set than it was then. It happens every night, you know. Yes, but
6: I usually don't have to watch it like this, waiting for it to set like a big jelly.
3: It's been two hours. I'd say we'd better rescue those scouts from whatever calamity may have happened.
5: So rescue them from Rudyard, then. We should never have come here. It's too... outdoors. It's all right. It's dark now. You like the dark.
6: I like my dark. The one you make with curtains and walls and small wooden boxes. This dark is all open and. hooty.
3: Right, I guess we better get searching. Where do we start?
5: Well, we can probably rule out anywhere that wasn't the woods they entered two hours ago.
3: I meant we don't know where they are in the woods. Yeah,
5: that's why we've got to go and look for them. Sort of the whole problem, Eric.
3: If we don't plan this carefully, we'll get lost. The
5: woods aren't that big. But
3: they're incredibly dense. But they're
6: not that big.
3: But they are, and let me reiterate this, incredibly dense.
6: (laughs) What did I ever do to the
5: hours? Yeah, not now. Okay, Eric, what are we going to do then?
3: I suggest we go back to the village, gather the necessary equipment, and then use my helicopter to search the woods from above.
5: Where? A helicopter you've got a helicopter
3: yes haven't you
5: you bastard oh, let's just get back to the sorting village there's no need I've got the necessary equipment right here
3: oh the torch yeah where's yours I've got my phone
5: yeah we've all got a phone Eric well he's got the torch eh? Oh, who's say, got the torch give me that
3: oh very funny Holding it under your chin to look all scary. I'm not
5: holding it under
3: my chin. Oh, dear.
5: Right, we better split up so we can cover more ground.
3: That's the first thing we shouldn't do. It's better
5: than your plan, which is so bad, but I'm giving up an opportunity to fly in a helicopter to not do it. Can We'll we have a better chance of
3: seeing them from the air. We'll
5: have a better chance of dying from exposure whilst we're going back to your private theme park. Well, if we
3: split up, we may not find each other again. I'm
5: perfectly happy with that outcome. Listen, I'm just trying to outline the most simple
3: and sensible possible... Shut up!
6: We're not splitting up and we're not getting a helicopter. We're going into the woods to find them together and we're doing it right now. And no arguing.
3: Antigone, now we have to go in. She won't last five minutes in there by herself.
5: Yeah, nice one, Eric. Could you
3: not?
2: Elsewhere, deep within the heart of the woods, Rudyard still awaited the opportunity to show off his scouting mastery. He was leaving it pretty late.
6: What was that? It's a twig. What's it done? It snapped. There are a lot of them about, what with it being a wood.
4: Yes. Yes. It is a wood, isn't it? The woodiest wood of them all. Filled with ghosts and wolves.
6: And the piffling witch. Stop unnerving the scout
4: leader, children. Is it time for another roll call?
6: Not really.
4: I'm good at roll calls. Are you? Are you all right back there on pallbearer duty? Now, careful, he's drooping. This is always a problem. You at the back, hoik him. Hoik him! You've got to... Whoa! Um, hello? Yes? I am stuck in a bog. And? I'd rather not be. Baboon Patrol!
6: Where's Baboon Patrol? They're still searching for carrion. I found a dead snake, but actually it was alive. And it bit me. You think you've got problems?
4: I'm up to my knees in bog. Oh, there's bog all over my knees.
6: Douglas, Martin, take his arms. Why is she telling us what to do? Do as she
4: says. Take my arms. Stop
6: waving them about. I'm panicking.
4: Compensate for it.
6: Now, one, two, three. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh.
4: OK, yes. Thank you. One point to each patrol.
6: We don't do points. We do badges. And fires. There
4: isn't a removing your scout leader from a bog batch, and even if there was, you wouldn't earn it if you'd left one of your scout leader's shoes behind in the bog.
6: Whoops. Here, you can wear this. It's a plastic bag. That depends on your perspective.
4: Yes, no, it still seems to be a plastic bag. But if
6: you tie it onto your foot, your foot won't get soggy. But I'd rather have my
4: shoe. And why would my foot get soggy? How many bogs are there in this wood?
6: Quite a few. We lost bassoon patrol in one half hour ago. (laughs)
4: Why have we got a wood full of bogs, anyway. What use can they possibly have? Come to Piffling Vale. We've got a wood that's full of bogs. If you come down to the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. And it's bogs! What else has this wretched place got in store for us?
6: Ghosts and wolves. Piffling witch! Now,
4: look here. What's all this about a piffling
6: witch? Everyone knows that story. See, there's these two kids. Twins? Yeah, brother and a sister. And 25 years ago, they get lost in the woods. When they come out, they're all weird and they only talk about death and stuff. Right. Because of the witch.
4: We didn't meet any witch. I mean, they didn't meet any witch.
6: They did? And the boy cried so hard, he
4: was sick. It didn't happen. It's just a story for scaring children. Just because we lost in a woods in the dark with no means of escape, there's no reason to be more scared than we already are. Not that I'm scared. Who said I'm scared? Who said that? Was it you, Martin?
2: (laughs) I think that snake was
6: poisonous. Look, we're doing this funeral or what? I mean, I'm not fast, I'm having a right lot, but you don't seem to be.
4: I can assure you I'm having the time of my life out here, scouting, dark trees, bogs, foot in a plastic bag, you and your sister lost in the woods. Oh, God, it's happened again.
6: Mr. Fun. Scout
4: Leader Fun, Antigone, forgive me.
6: Please put me down. I
4: don't deserve a folk dancing badge.
6: Scout Leader Fun! Yes? I'm not Antigone. I'm Calliope. What? Oh, Oh, yes. Um... Oh, sorry about that. Perhaps we should uh, do the funeral now. Would you all like to? Yeah. Could be a laugh. Right.
4: Yeah. Put Scout Leader Bunce down. Now, we'll, um, need to get a fire going. That's right. Did anyone bring any fire with them? Um... Fire? Anyone? Come on, turn out your pockets. Share it out, let's all have some.
6: I don't know how to make a fire, mate. I think my stomach's on fire because of the snake venom. Scout leader fun. Mr. Fun. I've got a tinder box in my bag. We can make a fire with it. It's an inside an old biscuit tin. Oh, I found it. No, not that one. It's got a dead vole in it.
4: Oh god. Be brave, Madeline.
6: I found it on the trail. I'm embalming it for practice. Oh, that's disgusting. And so cool.
4: Yes, it is. In a way, it is cool. Calliope Patrol, light the campfire. The rest of you, let's watch and learn.
2: Whilst Rudyard and the other scouts prepared the wholesome task of cremating the corpse of the late scout leader Drudgery Bunce, Rudyard's would-be rescuers were failing to rescue Rudyard somewhere else in the woods.
6: Could you both just wait a second? Oh,
5: what is it now? I'm attached to something natural.
6: It was just some thorns. I'm sure it felt very much like monstrous fingers dragging me off into some horrible fate. No, it was thorns. Stop scaring yourself. You're not the boss of me.
3: Right. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. This way, I think.
5: Who died and put you in charge?
3: Scout leader Bunce. I'm sorry, that's literally what's happened in this situation.
5: Every direction looks equally unappealing. Antigone's right. We can't carry on like this. Give us a leg up and I'll take a look from the top of this tree. Oh,
3: now you want an aerial view.
5: Eric, leg up now. All
3: right, all right. But don't kick me in the face.
5: <laughs> ha! Oh, uh, my face! Sorry, won't be long.
3: Well? No, my face hurts.
6: I mean... Well, here we are again. The two of us.
3: Ah, the two of us. Alone in the dark. Yes. It does seem to happen to us, doesn't it? Yes. 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 Suppose it's not that dark. Yes it is. Sure.
6: Well, remember, if you get frightened, I could always hold your hand again. <laughs>
3: If you wanted. Oh, no, no, I should be alright. Oh. After last time, I started taking behavioural therapy to conquer my fear of the dark, so no need to worry at all. No. 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 Every day, in every way, I'm getting better.
6: TRUANIVAL! <laughs> <coughs>
5: oh, sorry, Eric. Didn't see you down there in the mud. Stop hanging
6: on me. Take your time, Georgie.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
5: And I couldn't see anything. It really is incredibly dense.
3: So shall we just go the way I suggested? No, because we've already been that way. No, we haven't, because we came from that direction. But
5: you've been leading us round in circles, so, yeah, we did come that way, but we've also been here before. Not again! Georgia, we aren't
3: going round in circles.
5: Well, I've seen that tree before, so... We it's nighttime like in a
3: wood, and you can tell the trees apart so well that you can identify the ones we've seen before.
5: Yeah. How? That branch is broken from when Antigone walked into it about 20 minutes ago. I did do that, yes. But if we could just... Then what
3: direction do you suggest we go?
5: Not the one we've already been in, for starters.
3: Fine. Let's go this way, then. That's where Antigone met all the moths. Is there any part of this which you can't identify by what happened to Antigone in it? Enough! This is exhausting. I am exhausted,
6: and I am covered in moth dust, and I've been torn up by brambles, and my forehead really hurts from walking into that tree. So I decided we are going in this direction. So
3: why that direction?
6: Because that's where the smoke is coming from, and unless you've both forgotten, Rudyard was going to conduct a cremation.
5: Hmm. Oh,
6: yeah. Thank you, good, thank you. So, will you please both shut up and follow me? Now! Ah. Georgie, I appear to be stuck in a bog.
2: Radyard and the scouts were finishing up their improvised cremation of scout leader Bunce. I toasted half a marshmallow on a tiny twig over the embers of the funeral pyre, as Calliope brought the service to a close.
6: And so we go from here, in memory of a fair man and a fair scout leader. Dib, dib, dib. Dog, dog, dog. I'm glad we rescued Bassoon Patrol.
4: Thank you, Calliope. I think that definitely earns you your woodland funeral badge.
6: Thank you. It still doesn't exist. I know i drop more marshmallow into the fire. Don't fish it out, Douglas. It counts as desecration. Did you enjoy being in the Scouts, Mr Fun?
4: Yes, I loved it.
6: Were you any good at it?
4: No. Not in the slightest. I was dreadful at Scouting. I am dreadful at Scouting. I just thought that tonight I'd prove that I could be a little less limited. That's all.
6: I think the Scout leader would have been pleased with his funeral... And we all liked your folk dancing demonstration.
4: I'm sorry I only knew the first half of it. But you conducted that funeral like a true
6: professional. (laughs) To tell the truth, that was my first one. Really? Yeah. If you'd never led us here, I wouldn't have had the opportunity. And now I know for sure that when I grow up, I want to open my own funeral home just like yours. Good
4: for you. You will move to a different island?
6: Yes. Thank
4: God. Well, everyone... I suppose we ought to wrap things up here.
6: Seems a shame to get a fire going and not tell any stories around it. He's right, Mr Fun. Do you know any spooky stories?
4: No, not really. Unless? How about the real story of the witch in the woods from one of the twins who met her? You see, it was a night not unlike this one. A brave young boy and his already weird sister had ventured into piffling woods, just like us. (gasps) Despite the boys' excellent scouting skills, they got lost. He wasn't scared, but his sister was. She was absolutely terrified. So, to keep their spirits up, he began telling her about the Witch of the Woods.
6: Wouldn't that scare her more?
4: Oh, my, yes. See, the boy had heard the stories of the witch in Piffling Woods, but because the woods were small yet incredibly dense, nobody had ever met her. That is, had never met her and survived. The boy said his sister should stick close to him because the witch would capture unwary children and take them high into the trees and eat them. But just then, as he said these words... The boy felt the hairs on the back of his neck rise up and heard a low, cackling laugh from the bushes behind him. And he turned around ever so slowly. And there, in the trees, he saw.
6: <laughs> <laughs> She's
4: here! It's a witch. She's not a witch. She's my sister. And Antigone, what are you doing here? And what are you covered
6: in? I fell in a bog. What happened to your shoe? Nothing. Oh, finally!
5: Oh,
4: thank goodness everyone's safe. Georgie, Chapman?
5: What are you all doing here? Well, we came to find you. So why do you all look so miserable? Because it was hard. Hard?
4: Rubbish. You just need to know how to scout.
6: Mr. Fun found this clearing for the funeral. Yeah, and Cow built a really hot fire and cremated Scout Leader Bunce, good and proper like. Then she cured my snake bike. Using science, and then Mr. Fun began this story about how he got lost in the woods one time. As he got to the bit where he cried so hard he was sick.
4: Not now, Antigone.
6: And now we know we should choose as a new scout leader. Oh,
4: really? How'd you like them marshmallows, Chapman?
6: Actually, no disrespect, Mr. Fun, but we want Calliope. Who's Calliope? That's me. Hello.
2: Hello. She might be weird and have an embalmed
6: bowl in her rucksack, but she knows her stuff. You have an embalmed bowl in your rucksack? Yep. Would you like to see it? Can I? Here you are. Oh, 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 come on. oh yes. Yes, it's still squidgy. Cal? You want to be scout leader? Yes, please, that would be brilliant, yes. Don.
1: Sorry, Eric.
3: No, no, fair enough. No, no, fair enough. Um, Anyway, wow, right. Uh, I reckon we should get these kids home.
5: I reckon we should ask the new scout leader what the scouts are doing, don't you? I say,
6: we ought to hear the end of Roger's story. Yeah, it was great. I was just about to wet myself. Well, if you're all sure, gather
4: round the fire, everyone. (laughs) Now, if you remember, the witch was about to attack and things were getting very exciting.
5: I've worked myself.
2: And so Rudyard's expedition into the woods had brought him some measure of comfort after all. And a week after their irresponsible adventure, the new scout leader was proud to award him an official and recently invented woodland funeral badge. Of course, Rudyard was immediately kicked out of the piffling scouts again. But this time, it didn't hurt quite so much.
3: Rudyard Takes a Hike was written by Rosie Fletcher and edited by David K. Barnes. It was performed by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Alice Asmansky as Calliope, Catherine Bond as Douglas, Beck Bowie as Martin, Laura Kirker as the Bassoon Patrol, and Belinda Lang as Madeline. Original music composed by James Whittle. The production manager was Elizabeth Campbell. The program was recorded at the Art Space Studios and was produced and directed by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield.
1: And that was Season 3, Episode 3 of Wooden Overcoats. If you enjoyed that, stay tuned, because next week, David interviews Rudyard and Antigone themselves, Felix Trench and Beth Eyre.
0: David also spoke with lead writer David K. Barnes and co-producer Andy Goddard back on Radio Drama Revival episode 431. And you're going to want to listen to that. It was amazing.
1: And one more thing before we go. Wildclaw Theater Company in Chicago, they are dedicated to bringing horror to the stage and they are looking for scripts. The 11th annual Death Scribe Festival is open for submissions right now. They are looking for 10-minute radio scripts that are genuinely scary, imaginative, chilling, intelligent, suspenseful, horrific, or downright grotesque. They are selecting five scripts to perform live on stage with a band and live fully than the whole bit. The winning piece will receive the coveted Bloody Axe Award and a cash prize. There is no fee to submit... All the details are on their website, wildclawtheater.com and they spell theater, R-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E, wildclawtheater.com.
0: All right, lights out. Everyone in your tents. It's time for some credits, David Reinstrom
1: style. Our theme music is Danger Digidoo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud.
0: Our line producer is Matthew Boudreau, who earned his Soundcraft badge by learning the songs of the wolves and the whispers of the trees in their exact order. What are they saying, Matt?
1: What are they saying? Our researchers are Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreau, who each received a Woodland Defender badge after they bested a pair of grizzly bears in a no-holds-barred debate. The topic? Be it resolved that blueberry honey is better than clover honey.
0: Our social media manager is James Oliva, who earned his Campfire Spooky Story Badge for spinning a campfire tale so strange, so twisted, so utterly mind-bending, that none of his fellow scouts could speak for
1: three days after. Our scoutmaster is executive producer Fred Greenhalge. He can record and produce an entire hour-long drama with just three sturdy branches, a foot of twine, and a pinch of fine sand.
0: And our regular host is the
1: much-beloved
0: David Reinstrom, who's off getting his knot-tying badge. That's right, he's getting married, folks. Congrats to David and Jillian. (laughs) We've been your guest hosts, Eli McAleen and Sean Howard, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome.